Ladies and gentlemen, what can I say? I'm a mischievous scamp. For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody stop her. Yeah. (laughs) Cue the music. For that's my Loki. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Hello. 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 <laughs> Blackboard's uh, back. <laughs> I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantarmaja. I am woman, hear me roar, Michael Lister. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. For this. This you are now listening to, if I can't even speak properly tonight, you are now experiencing, Yeesh. I'm too hey. excited, you are, now, you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, yes. Uh, experiencing it through your ears and eye holes. Yes, yes. <laughs> our, our, our eye holes, we haven't figured out how to get the eye hole part to you guys yet, but <laughs> one day, <laughs> if Mike gets his way, we will. We will, we will. Oh God, yes. We are the podcast yes. that refuses to behave as well. I we should just are. remind, remind <laughs> everyone of that before this goes completely off the rails. Um, <laughs> so it's been another week, um, mm-hmm. and uh, the last kind of week of lockdown here in Victoria. It's kind of eased off a bit, but there are still some restrictions in place. But at least we can actually go out of our homes now. Um, yep. To do things other than the reasons to leave home. So, but Fulia, uh, yeah. I would love to know if you've been watching anything cool in the last seven days. I I have. Uh, I am very close to being caught up and finished with the Clone Wars. Yay! I, I think I'm about maybe three or four episodes away from finishing. I'm up to episode nine <laughs> of season uh, season seven. That's so cool. I can't wait. I can't wait to finish that that off and then actually start watching the Bad Batch, <laughs> <laughs> which could actually um, help this week, considering a particular news article uh, article in the news. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but no spoilers. Oh, <laughs> no spoilers. No. Um, but the one other thing that I did watch, uh, film wise, um, at the time of recording today in the Discord. We watched Rocket Man. Oh, <laughs> cool. I actually hadn't watched it and I've been meaning to watch it for such oh. a long time. Um, and yeah, it was the first time I watched it and I really enjoyed it. It's very um, good. So educational, I suppose, in terms of learning about Elton John and his past life um, and just how. You know, he changed his name and, you know, his his lifestyle and all that sort of stuff and how his music became so iconic. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that I got a chance to watch a Taron Egerton, man. Far out. He is mm. so good. He is good. Yep. Very yeah. talented. Yeah. Such a great job. 
Um, and yeah, I am just, I'm so glad I got the chance to watch it. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much all I've been watching. How about you, Michael? What have you been watching this week? Uh, not much. Uh, just to go off you, um, you've, uh, have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody at all? Or the Bohemian? Not yet. No. no. Well, it's no. good to actually watch them like sort of together, really. Because mm. you, can, you can definitely see the sort of difference on execution of a uh, a biopic for a musical genre. So okay, like I'm not going to specify which one I like prefer because I don't I, I don't want to um, either favor one or the other with your viewing. But but yeah, definitely definitely probably have a look uh, have a watch. Cause oh yeah, no, I, def- I definitely will give it a go. Yeah, yeah, because they're sort of similar, but they're different execution. Which is also good. Mm, mm. Uh, what I've been watching this week? Well, I've been watching my usual. Uh, my Friday nights is definitely um, uh, Disney Plus night, where a lot of things get released. You know, Bad Batch. Uh, I watch Bad Batch with my little girl, and uh, <laughs> we we get to have special tea because it's the end of the week, and she's coming home from from daycare, and and, and mummy's at work, and you know we get special tea, so we. We sort of nice. uh, sort of have a choice between whatever, and we had pizza this time, so we had a carpet picnic of pizza and bad batch. Um, would you say, Mike? Would you say that special tea is your specialty? Uh, no, <laughs> because it's bad I'll see myself food. out. It's bad, food. <laughs> bad, bad, Kendall, bad pun, bad, get bad back in your pun. box, <laughs> bad pun. Not very and punny. Yes, and also uh, Murdoch came out, and yeah. there's another one as well uh, that that comes out, but I can't quite remember it uh, because this is live. We're recording this live, and then we're pre-recording it and then publishing it on Monday. So <laughs> kind of redundant. <Yes>. So, <laughs> and that's basically it. Um, I haven't really, I haven't really been watching. Um, TV that much this week because I'm pretty much packing up the house because we're we're almost it's almost moving day and we've got to make sure we don't have to bring shit over to the new house which yes yay yeah we don't really have a a set in stone da- uh, day to move but it's somewhere at the end of June so anytime <gasps> now. So exciting! Yeah, and it's June and start start of July, and yeah, and it'll be fun. It will just be me, my wife, uh, Zelda, and a plus one. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yes! Yes! I don't think I've divulged this on on the podcast, but uh, me and the wife we're pregnant. Well, she's pregnant. I'm Yay! just there. Yay! <laughs> Congratulations! Yeah. Yes. So that's that's what I've been doing. It's just mostly just um, mostly my Friday nights is all the new stuff, and that's basically it. Nothing. Nice. Nothing else. No, nothing else. Okay. No. <laughs> we'll get no. to the nothing else later. Yeah, nothing important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Nothing important, Mike. No. No. <laughs> Sorry, Good on you, Kendall, for gag. alienating our audience. I just did a visual <laughs> gag. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> How do you live with yourself? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Puns, visual cues on an audio medium. <sighs> yeah. Uh, can't take you anywhere. No, literally can't. Because <laughs> you're in lockdown. Ha <laughs> ha, you can't move for 25 kilometres. So, Kendall, no. uh, how, how's, how is it of not moving uh, 25 kilometres? And not visiting anyone's it's, house? It's, it's manageable. It's mm-hmm. manageable. Um, but uh, I have been doing a lot of watching in the last week. Um, I will quickly just mention up top that I have... Uh, today I watched Bad Batch and Modoc back together, back to back. Um, is becoming the uh, the trend, obviously, with them coming out at the same time. Um, and yeah, both of them, the episodes this week, without saying too much, they were both probably... They were both amazing, I thought, um, and the Modoc episode was probably my favourite one so far. I think. Yeah, it it's, very, a, it's definitely it's getting, very funny. It's getting there. It's getting there. Yeah, it's yeah. a slow slow burn, but it's it's starting to find its feet, and I really liked this week's episode. Hmm. Um, yes, and I went to the movies as soon as I was allowed to because, of course, I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I saw Cruella on Friday night, Ooh, which was nice. Awesome. Yeah, yes, very awesome. Um, I really liked it quite a bit. Emma Stone and Emma Thompson, uh, Emma Squared, if you will, um, absolutely nailed it um, with both both performances. So good. The whole aesthetic is so cool. The 70s, you know, British punk kind of influence. The soundtrack's amazing. Um, yeah, the actors that played Jasper and Horace were also very good. And mm. yeah. I, and the dogs and just everything. Yeah, I really, really liked it. Um, and then last night I went to the movies and saw In the Heights, uh, which also just came out. Um, and, yeah, that was very good. Very Obviously, because it's uh, based on a musical that was uh, created by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who also did Hamilton, uh, it is very Hamilton in its vibe of just the way the the songs are sung and... Uh, composed and all of that and wrapped in some cases um so that was nice to see something kind of similar to it and um but yeah set completely in this beautiful latino neighborhood in in new york um with uh you know an exceptional cast of characters and actors and um i really really had a great time watching it and being exposed to this new musical it's super awesome i highly recommend people check that one out as well um but my um Apart from the obvious big watch that we're going to get to later uh, that I won't mention right now. but Because um, <laughs> it sucks. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, no, he's not going to help you. No, no. Just move on, Kendall. Move he on. doesn't exist. He doesn't exist. <laughs> I, uh, in one one day, as I want to do during lockdown when I can't go anywhere, uh, I, I binged through uh, the entirety of The Outsider. Um. <laughs> which was awesome. Um, so this is the Stephen King adaptation, the HBO show came out uh, back in 2019 or earlier last year, I think. I can't remember. It was filmed before COVID anyway. Mm. Um, but it was, yeah, that was phenomenal, uh, especially coming off Mayor of Easttown. I was like, oh, give me another crime kind of, you know, miniseries fix and uh yeah and i'd be meaning to watch the outsider for a while and then uh, forgot that because it's stephen king there's going to be some supernatural elements in there and <laughs> and i was like oh okay so this is more of a like a 
thriller, uh, crime thriller slash with some horror elements in there because it was there were some pretty creepy scenes, um, but it was it was very good. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, ben Mendelsohn is just awesome. Yeah, in boy. It. Yes, <laughs> our our Ben. Uh, How you doing, mate? You okay, mate? You're not going to call the cops, are you, mate? <laughs> He was he was so good in it, um, and um, and I really uh, also enjoyed uh, Cynthia Erivo um, as Holly Gibney. Um, uh, she's a kind of this Stephen cool Stephen King character who's um, supremely intelligent and just is so unique. And I've seen this actress in other films, and I've never seen her play anything like this before. And I was really impressed with her performance. Um, so I I hope they. Uh, I hope they do more with her character because she's been written in like spin-off books from the outsider. So I would hopefully mm. they adapt those because that would be awesome to see. But anyway, so yeah, I watched a bunch of stuff this week. It was awesome. Good times. Good nice. times. Good, Good times, times had by, by all. all. Ah, yes. Jinx. jinx. Now, <laughs> now I suppose it would be that time where we check in with the week that was on the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. It's nerdy news time, and we've got some pretty cool things to talk about, starting with uh, some Marvel news. Uh, this week it was announced uh, that Jamila Jamil um, has joined the cast of... She-Hulk, which is very awesome. Um, she will be playing the villain of the series, uh, Titania. Um, so that is super exciting. Um, yeah, I, I'm like she's such a fantastic actress. She absolutely nailed it um, on the Good Place, um, and so it's going to be really interesting to see her kind of switch roles and become more of more of a villain, more of an antagonist. Uh, apparently she's a very strong villain in the comics, Titania. Um, so that's going to be really cool to see, um, whether or not, you know, how she stacks up against other villains we see in the past. So, um, but yeah, very exciting stuff. Uh, Fulia, I know you're a big, big, big fan like myself of The Good Place. Um, you're pretty, pretty excited about this, aren't you? I am. This is an amazing piece of casting. Uh, good on Jamila. Like, what a like. I can oh, I can see her being villainous. I can me already too, see me it. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so I think she's gonna do a great job. Uh, and I cannot wait to see her in the She-Hulk as Titania. I don't know very much about um, that particular character, um, no, but. Me we will find out in the film. <laughs> yes. We sure will. Yes. We sure will. Um Michael, um are you hi. are you hi. Hi. Uh, <laughs> are you are you happy with this this casting news? Have you seen The Good Place? I haven't actually. It's it's one of the ah. ones that I need to watch even though I it's sort of sport <laughs> already for me. <laughs> yeah. It's not the good place, it's the bad place. Oh, I still track? watched it when, even though I got that spoiler as well. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, apparent, 
so yeah i don't know much about titania um all i've found is the first result is it's actually a it's a character from shakespeare um uh midsummer night's dream so is she playing that character yeah (laughs) cool (laughs) maybe yeah maybe we'll find out yes so we will find out yeah it's gonna be interesting this one because it's because i think it's supposed to be like a a um uh, a court drama as well on the back end of a yeah superhero yeah show. yeah weird mix so. but give it a go as yeah. long as a couple of the characters like matt murdoch you know that'd be a cool easter egg they put matt murdoch in there it's just charlie yeah. cox being awesome again as, as the defendant just for one episode just yeah that would be sweet <laughs> i just want to see marvel do boston legal oh my there, god there you go yes yes how good that would be <laughs> how how fantastic would that be holy shit how marvelous right. that would be how marvelous even get it get it because it's marvel oh, okay i've caught your All disease right. kendall <laughs> oh, no. crossing okay crossing crossing we're crossing the pond now crossing the pond to dc um, where uh, James Wan, director of Aquaman 2, has uh, recently revealed the uh, title for uh, the movie, which is going to be called Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Um, so they're in pre-production right now, and he shared this uh, on his social media uh, during the week, that that's the title of the, of the sequel to the original Aquaman, which came out in 2018. Um, in that film, or at least in the DCU up until this point, DCEU, um, I think they've only shown six of the seven kingdoms that there are supposed to be, so uh, a lot of people are already speculating that this is going to be uh, talking about the seventh kingdom that has not been mentioned yet. Um, Nothing else is really known about the film at this point. It doesn't even have a release date, um, but uh, I'm sure it will be uh, on the horizon very soon. Fulia, I know you're not a big DC person, but I know you like Jason Momoa. Um, have you seen the first him. Aquaman? <laughs> you did. You did meet him. Before he became Aquaman. <laughs> Before he was Aquaman, yes. It's very exciting. Um, yes. Did, did, have you seen the movie, though? I have seen Aquaman. Um, okay. I did actually enjoy it, so oh, I am cool. looking forward to the sequel. Um, nice. The Lost Kingdom. That sounds very mysterious. Uh, I like it. I like the title. Uh, so I'm. I am. I am excited to see where it goes. Um, and you know, just more Jason Momoa. <laughs> yes. Yes. T- That's yes all to that. I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. My Mike. Um, are you looking forward to Aquaman two? I am uh, on many accounts, uh, um, especially if they're gonna try and hit hit lightning in the bottle twice because it was kind of bizarre. Like the first one, they just threw so much money at it to see if it sticks or not, and it it was a gamble that was <laughs> it paid off in dividends. Yeah, which yeah. is amazing, and yeah. uh, and it's really fu- funny that uh. uh I can't remember names or places, but the sort of big creature that he was up against um, trying to get the trident, 
and it was vo- voiced by Julie Andrews. Yes, that's right. Yes. And a lot of people, <laughs> including my wife, would say, is that Julie? That's not Julie Andrews. I was like, no, nah, I'll show you. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were watching um, uh, the Mary Poppins 2, the second one. And uh, and I was talking about it, it's like oh they asked Julie Andrews to be in this as well as well as Dick Van Dyke, uh, just to you know pay homage and all that. But she was too busy because she was doing this, doing Aquaman. It's like what do you mean Julie Andrews is in Aquaman? It's like Julie Andrews is in Aquaman. And I showed her, <laughs> and I showed, and I showed her the um scene, and she was quite surprised because it doesn't sound like Julie Andrews. <laughs> And, and you know, and it came out roughly the same same time. And yeah, Aquaman was was better at the box office. So there you go. She she knows mm. her stuff. So uh, she does. If, if they have bizarre castings like that, that I would be up for because you know you got you got William the Foe and and all the other characters that we all know and and all love, and they're in this weird weird. Well, essentially, Aquaman is a weird character in itself. <laughs> if you know the history of Aquaman, it's 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 a, a guy with a weird color scheme, and he can talk to fish. And they changed it to this, and it was a good change. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, I'm all a good for change. this. Uh, yeah. What are what are our thoughts on Amber Heard? Oh. Not to open that can of worms. No, well, I mean, uh, not to open that can of worms. I'm just going to leave that can of worms aside. But I will mention the fact that um, I loved how the Snyder Cut revealed that her accent changed between the two movies. Very drastically. (laughs) Very, very drastically. (laughs) (laughs) Almost an insult to the ears. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Um, yeah, I'm not really going to go into, uh, you know, the real world dramas of, of that, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, no, I'm just not going to touch it. I don't want to touch it. Nah. (laughs) Nah, let's not, let's not do it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's just a shame. It's all just a shame. Um, all right, let's move on into, uh, some Star Wars news now. Um, (laughs) <laughs> this is very exciting uh, because um, it was revealed this week. Um, fellow Star Wars Andor uh, star, uh, Stellan Skarsgård, who's going to be in the show, uh, was interviewed and uh, stated that he recently filmed a scene with Forrest Whitaker. Um, and for those who can't put two and two together, uh, Forrest Whitaker was uh, Saw Gerrera in Rogue One. And, uh, of course, Andor is going to be the prequel series following Diego Luna's Cassian Andor. That's mm. in production right now. So he's going to be making an appearance, um, reprising his role from Rogue One, set probably, you know, a few months or a few years before. But, um, but yeah, really, really cool to see, to see that character return, um, especially because when he appeared in Rogue One, he was kind of like, I hadn't seen any Clone Wars at that point, so I, didn't, I knew nothing about him. But he was kind of touted as this big player in the Star Wars canon and, um, you know, he's not in Rogue One for very long. So this will be really cool to hopefully get a bit more of a look into 
into uh, Saul Guerrero and uh, yeah, and to see Forrest Whitaker play him again is going to be super cool because he's a very talented man. Um, Fulia, um, what are your thoughts on 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 this? You do you like Saul Guerrero? Uh, look, I only watched Rogue One once. Um, so, uh, I don't really remember too much of the film, but I'm glad that they're bringing back the same cast members from that film to, um, for, for this particular series. So, uh, it'd be really cool to, to see that. I mean, Forrest, Forrest Whitaker is a great, great actor. So, um, I'm willing to, to watch through him playing, uh, Saul Guerrero again, uh, learn a bit more about the character. Um, and yeah, just looking forward to actually seeing, uh, this prequel series, um, yeah. which still <clears throat> has K2SO <laughs> in season which is the one two. I'm excited about. I know. In season two. That's Not all right. I can wait. <laughs> we gotta, yep. we gotta wait. Another I can year. wait. It's fine. <laughs> yes. But it will be worth but, the um, wait. Yeah. It'll be worth the wait. And yeah, I am definitely looking forward to, to seeing it. So yeah. Awesome, awesome, Mike. What what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, pretty cool. You know, br- bring back uh the old well, not necessarily the old guard, but still, it's uh, continuity and yeah, it's good. Um, definitely going to be a prequel because what happens to him in Rogue One? Uh, not to spoil it, but yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can only be a prequel, but <laughs> and uh also. Yeah, I haven't actually seen the episodes of uh, Clone Wars that he's in. Uh, I've only seen the ones that... Okay, spoilers. Uh, the ones that he's in, in in Bad Batch. So... Yes. So it's kind of cool yes. that they're, that they're um, expanding, like, uh, not necessarily the um, film canon. They're also also doing the t- TV show canon as well. Even though he turns up, he, he turns up in in the movie just once. So, yeah, cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, very, very good. Yes. All right. Speaking of things that are very good, uh, we got our first look this week at the one and only Jensen Ackles as Soldier Boy. <laughs> as Soldier Boy, um, season three of the boys is in production at the moment and um it's been well publicized that he's going to be in it playing this character um and yeah uh, for those who aren't really familiar with the boys comics um like myself for example had no idea really what soldier boy was going to look like and then we got a very very good high definition look at, at jensen in this outfit that is just Stunning. Um, not not what I expected. When I hear Soldier Boy, I kind of, for some reason, I thought it would be something more, and especially because he's like an OG superhero um, in the boys' universe. I thought maybe he would be more like patriotic in his styling and his costuming. Um, but um, but no, I love the outfit. Like it's like I mean, there is like a you know sort of a. The center of the outfit has the star as a star on it and stuff. And it's kind of Captain America-ish in that sense. But uh, and he's got a shield as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, he looks he looks fantastic. I'm I'm super excited to watch him in this series. It's going to be so much fun. Um, Fully, uh, I know you're probably not going to watch the boys, 
But um, are you happy to see uh, one of your mans uh, looking fine in this outfit? Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. The moment <laughs> I saw that picture, I'm like, wow, he yeah. is looking good. And yeah. <laughs> he, he's been putting posting on his social media, especially on like his Instagram, the fact how much he's been working out to get into shape for the role. Um, and I think in one of the posts, he was like, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm funny. not sure how long he'll be playing the role, but um, like, damn, he looks good. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like even, like even, even the, even the hairstyle is like so different to a, you know, to Dean Winchester, like, there is, oh yeah, you know, because he's got he's got a bit of a part going in the center. He's grown out his hair a bit, so it's kind of like weighted down. Um, so, but he's still got a bit of he's got a beard going on, which is really cool, you know. And yeah, I like I I kind of wish I was watching the boys, but I f- I don't know, like the the fact that there's just a lot of there's just a, a lot of gruesomeness to it, I suppose, in terms of action that it sort of puts me off. So, but there may be a time where I'll probably just, you know, you know, uh, Google search some YouTube clips from the boys of Jensen Ackles playing his role. So yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure (laughs) there will be many, many uh, YouTube fan accounts making compilations of all of Jensen's scenes. Yeah, but fully, that would be cheating. That's all I want to see. Don't you shrug your shoulders at me. This is an audio medium. medium. Audio medium. Audio medium. But yes, I'm very very happy for him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's very exciting. Um, Michael, are you looking forward to seeing uh, Jensen Ackles and the boys later this year? Uh, Specifically him? Not really. But yes, <laughs> definitely watch <laughs> season three because I actually do enjoy, enjoy the, uh, the boys as well, and I and I caught up uh, not too long ago, so I'm I'm all for it. Um, yeah, uh, I watched a video of someone uh, to- talking talking about it and how how it uh, his look differs from the comic. Uh, apparently, because uh, his character Soldier Boy is sort of uh heavily ripped off um a hev- a heavy rip off of uh Captain America he u- he used to look a lot like Captain America you know with, oh, the, okay. with the blue and red so they decided yeah. you know we could fall into a very <laughs> a territory that we don't want to be in so we'll just make him green you know as a soldier uh is is green so and but he still has the yeah the star and the shield as well. All right, that makes more sense then. Because um, bit... yeah, I was pitching more of the the, the uh, red and blue. Mm mm. Uh, red, white, and blue. Yeah, it's a bit like a Homelander being being a ripoff of uh, Superman. Superman, it, yeah. This is like the Marvel Superman, so they can sort of delve into the more Marvel sort of esque sort of stuff. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm all for it. Um, hmm. And yeah, yeah. nice. And it'll be it'll be really good. And they they were talking about some, certain things that uh, that character is be, uh, going in. Um, I don't know if it's a spo- 
yeah, I think they probably spoiled it for me, but they're probably not going to do, do this sort of thing. So I won't spoil it here, but if they tend to do this sort of scene, uh, it would be interesting. <laughs> okay. All so right. An interesting scene to come. You let us know uh, later this year when The Boys Season 3 is, if that scene actually happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll be, I'll be curious to know. <laughs> oh. All righty. All righty. Uh, next up in the news, this is uh, pretty cool, I, and I'm not sure how, how this is going to go, what kind of... What kind of tone is going to be involved with this one? But Rob Zombie is adapting the Munsters into a film. Um, and I I think it's going to be a lot of fun in a lot of ways because he seems like like out of the all the people that could like remake or adapt this or reboot this or whatever, like, you know, he should be on that list just based on his whole vibe and his whole aesthetic. Um, however, the Munsters is so different to the horror movies that Rob Zombie makes. Just when I say tone, I mean like it's tonally opposite. Like as the Munsters is, you know, kind of wholesome horror fun, if you will. It's a it's a sitcom. Um, it's not really scary uh, at all. You know, it's a lot it's a lot of fun and there's some fa- like fabulous characters in the show. It's a cool family vibe and and all of this stuff and you know, but um but yeah, he's so he's adapting it uh, into a film. Um, apparently it's something that he's been wanting to do himself for so many years, 20 years even, he said, um, in his statement. And, um, yeah, so I think he's got a pretty good idea and, uh, the studios are happy for him to go ahead with it. Uh, I just hope it's good and I hope it's not, uh, an affront to the legacy of, uh, one of TV's most treasured families, but, um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Mike, um, yeah, you look very... I know this is an audio medium, but you look very unimpressed with this news. Tell me your thoughts. Uh, I don't see Rob Zombie even doing this. It's okay, weird that, that he chooses that he, he chooses like the munch the the monsters. Like I can see a Sam Raimi because yeah, his okay. his particular horror is also can be deemed as like a bit of bit of humor bit of comedy bits like it's still gory but it's still funny at the same time like like um if you cut off someone's head that they, they don't fall down dead they just run around a bit without their head sort of thing like headless chicken like i could see that maybe giving it a pass but has rob zombie ever done comedy i don't think he has i think he's only done horror and he decided to do this? I don't know. Well, considering we haven't seen anything from the Munskers since, like, the 90s, since they, they did, like, certain movies, because um, he used, used to be on TV, like, um, back in the 60s. So it was like, it was like either you're a, an Adam, Sandler, uh, Adam Sandler's, an Adam's Family fan, or you're, you're a Munskins fan. Munskin, Munsters, Munsters fan, and it's either or. It was like it was like uh, PC or, or Mac of his day, or or Marvel and DC. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird combination. But if he want, if he's been wanting to do this 
sure, give it a go. I mean, okay. But I've seen Rob Zombie stuff and... Yeah, me too. And I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I like yeah. it or not. I mean, sure, do Fair what enough. you want. I mean, sure, do what you want. Do your little spin on it, but are you the right person to do it? It's supposed to be funny. <laughs> I've seen Halloween. That's funny, but it's in a different funny. As in... <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't that big, big of a fan of the. No, Halloween no, that's f- fair. That's fair. It started off good. It's like okay, we didn't need all this backstory f- for Michael Myers, but okay. And then the, you do the second one, and you just shut the bed. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> well. wasn't great. Anyway, we'll see how it turns out. Hopefully, better than the Halloween uh, remakes you did. Yeah. but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Alrighty. It could be good, it could be bad, but I'm not going to lose sleep if it's not good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just don't. We just won't watch it, so it's fine. Okay, all right. Um, I'm going to change things up here uh, before we wrap up the nerdy news because uh, this week uh, and going on, and I think into the next week, I think it's a few days, uh, it's E3... Only, it's, it- it's running through till um, the 15th, I think, which is Tuesday. Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for clarifying. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so it's, e th- it's E3 week this week. Um, and, and for those who are unaware, E3 is a huge uh, kind of, well, it's usually like a more like a convention, like PAX that they do. Um, uh, where a lot of the... It's basically like the gaming version of Comic-Con, essentially, where all the big gaming uh, houses, uh, gaming developers come together and uh, 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 drop their, you know, big fat wallets and go, here, look at everything we are bringing to you. Um, And speaking of bringing things, Fulia is going to bring us um, her little uh, wrap-up of some highlights um, of E3. Um, so, um, I'm very excited to hear what she has to say. Michael, before, yeah, you're putting your finger up. What's yeah, going on? Uh, uh, we should put a little, um, a little sting here. I was like, and now crossing over to Fulia Kalamaje with Gamer Girl Wrap Up. <laughs> <laughs> Foolish Fuji's Gamer Girl Wrap Up and yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, it is E3 time. It started this weekend. Uh, At the time of recording, it happened this morning, Pacific time for us. It was very, very early in the night when we were sleeping. So I got all the news when I woke up. Day one, Ubisoft forward uh, and wholesome direct game announcements plus some gearbox announcements of Borderlands movie, which I will mention in a moment. Um, we'll go through um, just quickly the Ubisoft Forward um, conference. Um, they've announced uh, a few games that are highly expected and anticipated, uh, starting with Rainbow Six Extraction coming to you the 16th of September this year, Just Dance 2022 coming out in November, uh, Far Cry 6 coming out on the 7th of October, plus the season pass which allows you to play um, 
uh, a few of the villains from the past franchises uh, that you can play in the season pass, plus uh, including uh, Far Cry 3 that you can play as well. Um, we've also got an announcement of a uh, one particular game. This particular game uh, is called Rocksmith Plus. It's currently up uh, for registration for the PC beta. It is actually a music learning software game, um, which is a really, really cool concept because it's it allows you to learn how to play the guitar, whether, whether it's the acoustic or the electric. It also teaches you how to play the bass guitar. Um, and you can go at your own pace. You can set it up so that it goes slow or fast. Uh, it ranges from beginner level up to advanced. Uh, you, you can either do it as a sort of a musical lessons type of game, or you can actually play the songs that are in the game um, and make it sort of like a challenge for yourself when you actually get to the point where you can play a bit better. Um, it is also going to be available on, uh, Google play as well. So for anyone with Android devices, you'll be able to, um, take it on the go. Uh, if you want to learn outdoors or anything like that, it, I think it also mentions that you, you, you can use your phone as the microphone so that you get live feedback, um, when you're actually playing the game which is really cool. So I really love the concept of Rocksmith. Plus, I kind of wish I still had my guitar (laughs) for that. But anyway, that's all good. So you can go register for the beta at the moment. It's only on PC. Um, Another one that I'm really intrigued about is Riders Republic, which is an extreme sports type of game where you're racing um, in a... And it is a massive multiplayer online game. So it's an MMO it looks like a lot of fun. You get to choose between different types of extreme sports, including but not limited to mountain biking, you know, BMXing, skiing, snowboarding, cliff jumping, um, paragliding, jetpacks that look like the jetpack that Buzz Lightyear has. <laughs> um, it looks like a lot of fun. You're literally just it's you're just racing against other people, other players online. Um, I'm really interested. They've got. The, the beta is available for you to register for, and it's not just limited to the PC. It's also available on certain consoles. I have registered for this on the PS5. I cannot wait. It looks like a lot of fun, so I'm definitely keen to try it out. Hopefully, I get selected to try out the beta. Um, and I will also mention the big anticipated Ubisoft game, Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope is coming in 2022. Oh my goodness. With the success of um, Battle Kingdom, they've decided to bring out the second film, the second film, the second game, (laughs) rather. (laughs) Um, The... So with with Kingdom Battle, that game was within the Mario Kingdom, the, the, the Mario universe, but this second game is actually going into saving the whole galaxy, essentially. <laughs> so you're you're going out into the universe, saving the universe uh, against these sort of dark sort of creatures, I suppose. I can't really put a name to it just yet. 
But uh, that is a highly anticipated Nintendo exclusive game that Ubisoft is bringing to us. There is a character, a rabid Rosalina, which gives no fucks at all. <laughs> in the in the trailer, the the rabid Rosalina looks like she does not want to get out of the chair. It's like, ugh, do I really have to go? Got this really emo-looking sort of a fringe hairstyle thing happening, which is really hilarious. Um, they've got little spark characters, which are rabid cross Loomis. So if you've played the game and you know what the Loomis are, they've they've pretty much cross-pollinated them with rabbits now, and they look really cute. <laughs> Um, It is a turn-based game, although you get a little bit more of a a, sort of a range of movement movement in this particular game when when it does get to the point where you're moving around the the areas. Um, But it is coming in 2022, which is really exciting. Um, I need to go back and play the first game from start to finish because I played a little bit of it uh, once and I really did enjoy the the bit that I did play. So I really want to play it. Uh, a bit more and get sort of an idea and more of a sense of the story and all that sort of stuff. Um, We also got some live game updates for current games this year, including uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Brawlhalla Cross, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That looks like a lot of fun. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion Bloodline DLCs. We've got For Honor Mirage and so much more was announced. Please go check out the Ubisoft Forward um, video for that. Uh, We also got a film trailer for Werewolves Within, which is um, being adapted from a video game. It looks really interesting. It's it looks like more of a comedy apocalypse type of movie. Kendall, uh, Michael, I think you two will enjoy it. Um, I yeah, go check out the trailer. Um, It looks really cool. Um, did you say? Sorry, yes, did you say it was based on a game? Yeah, it's based on a game. Would that be Wolves Among Us? I think so. Yeah, I can't I've, remember. I've heard of that. Yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, definitely go check out the uh, Werewolves Within trailer. It is available for everyone to watch. Uh, and then Ubisoft Forward decided to end the their presentation with a first-look trailer of Avatar Frontiers of Pandora with, you know, with the announcement that James Cameron is bringing out a few extra Avatar films. (laughs) Uh, There is now a new game coming through, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. It looks absolutely beautiful. The aesthetic of it, just the graphics, the cinematography, Oh my goodness. I don't know if I'd be the type of person to play that game because it's very open world sort of um, adventure RPG, I think. Uh, So probably not my type of game, but I would love to watch other people watch this. It looks really good. Um, And I believe the, uh, the beta for that is currently available as well for registration. So please go check that out on the Ubisoft website. Um, Going, moving on just to one Little shout out, Uh, Gearbox had their own little mini uh, presentation as well. But the one thing that I took out of it was that the Borderlands movie is now in production um, and we've got a bit of a cast and it's a very, uh, a very A-listing cast, I will mention. So some of the cast members um, are Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jack Black and a few others. 
but they're the main ones that I got um, that I got a chance to uh, pick out from the <laughs> from the presentation. They even did a little mini interview with Kevin Hart, and uh, let's just say he is playing a very bulky man in that comes from the game. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'm really interested. I've never really played the Borderlands game myself. Um, but I wouldn't mind checking out the film. Maybe that'll spark my interest into actually getting into the game, but it's, that's Borderlands is a very first person shooter type game and that's not my style of gaming, but who knows? We'll see what happens. And then to round off, uh, E3 day one, we had the wholesome direct, uh, which didn't come through specifically through the E3 presentation. This was its own little, uh, presentation on the side. Um, there is a bunch, a bunch of indie games coming out that was presented in the one hour presentation. Um, please go check out whole, I think it's wholesomegames.com for the full list of games that is coming out and add them to your wish list because it really helps the developers to see, uh, how, you know, popular they are and how many people actually really want to play it and when they should anticipate bringing out the game and all that sort of stuff. So please go check out the games on uh, wholesomegames.com. Uh, a lot of these games will be listed on Steam, um, but you can also, I'm, I'm pretty sure some of those games will be on uh, certain other consoles as well. So please go check them out. And that is my E3 wrap-up. <laughs> Hashtag support indie. Yes, support indie developers, indie game developers. They really, they really love what they do and they want to showcase um, their creativity with us and, you know, their love for gaming. So please go check them out. Yeah, think of Cuphead. Awesome. Think of <laughs> think of uh, Meat Boy. All them. Think of Among Us. That's another indie game. <laughs> no, nah, I've never heard of that. <laughs> untitled, untitled Goose Game. That's another indie game. Go check them out. Mm. <laughs> but there's a whole lot of... The, the Wholesome Direct is pretty much about... Um, wholesome cozy sort of really cute type games um so if you're in that if you're interested in those type of games go check it out fruit ninja no (laughs) 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 Uh, what a throwback suddenly i'm in 2011 solitaire minesweeper spider solitaire (laughs) And All that's the right. news. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Fulia, for your E3 wrap-up. I really, really enjoyed that rundown. It was very, very, very informative. So thank you so much. Yes. And um, I'm, I'm assuming there's, got, there's definitely going to be a lot more coming out. I'm not sure how much of it I'll be able to cover in next week's episode, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll Just see. highlights. We'll see. And personal I'll give you a highlight. Yeah. We'll see how that goes next week. Something to look yes. forward to. Mm. All right. Uh, speaking of things to look forward to, uh, it's time for Trailer Park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. He had it's trailer park time, and our first trailer for this week is our second look at Space Jam, A New Legacy. Um, Yeah, really excited about this one. Um, um, I could have gone without this trailer, though. I don't know. Uh, It didn't really really tell us too much more. Like, it kind of mentioned some of the extra stakes uh, where Don Cheadle's character is threatening to uh, delete 
the the Looney Tunes from his uh, computer world or whatever uh, the the ma- the what in the Matrix hell as LeBron James says <laughs> and, I, and I love I love that line and I I will laugh at that line every time he says it I don't care how many times I see it um, <laughs> but anyway um, yeah and just I don't know it was there was a lot more going on in this one we got a bit more look at uh, LeBron as an animated character which was fun. Um, looking forward to seeing uh, that kind of stuff. Like the animation looks really, really cool in both the 2D and the 3D form. It's still jarring to see the uh, the Looney Tunes in that 3D kind of style, but it looks looks good. I think they've done a good job of capturing all of them. And I really appreciated seeing um, Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote in this trailer because <laughs> they're probably my favorite Looney Tunes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so I got a big kick out of that. Uh, and yeah, there's just a lot more, a lot more gags, a lot more going on here, but I was already in when they announced this movie, so they don't really need to convince me to watch this cause I'm a big fan of the first film and, um, cause it's just pure nostalgia for me. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I just, I just really want to watch this already. I bring, bring it on. Uh, Fulia, um, you must be very excited, right? You like this trailer? Oh yeah, like I enjoyed this trailer. I I, I kind of feel like I'm with you. I could have gone without it as well. Um, like they, I'm not sure how I feel about it. The fact that we got a little bit more information, uh, but you know what? Like the fact that we're getting the Looney Tunes back for a Space Jam movie, I'm I'm already in. Like, <laughs> just let me have it already. <laughs> yeah, I don't much. need any more information. I mean, it was it was nice to see the characters do a little bit more. Um, especially the Looney Tunes characters, seeing them in a, in their 3D states as well. Um, Daffy Duck, my gosh, so funny. <laughs> Michael's excited about it. <laughs> I love uh, Daffy. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I just love um, a narcissistic asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Gets his um, come up yeah, every time. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm I'm ready. I am ready for the Space Jam. Let's have it. Michael, what was your thoughts? <laughs> Woo! Uh, big call I'm going to make. It's going to be better than the original. <laughs> oh! In story, style, and animation. Um, yeah, but if it doesn't have Bill Murray in it, I don't know. <laughs> well, there's going to be more cameos that we haven't seen. Yeah, probably. So maybe to get Seth Rogen. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, we shall see. We haven't seen everything yet, uh, and we're going. When are we going to see everything, Kendall? Oh, you don't have anything else? Oh well, I I can talk about how I how much I love Daffy and how they got got more Daffy. Give me more Daffy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love his character because he's yeah. the sol- solar opposite to Bugs, where Bugs is the everyman who get who gets everything, and Daffy's just <laughs> the complete opposite. He doesn't get anything that he that he gets. And and the reason is because he's an asshole. <laughs> ah. And also, yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy um, uh, Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. And apparently they get, there's going to be, like, 
I don't know, sort of semi-spin-off movie about Wile E. Coyote suing Acme because none of none of their stuff works when he uses it. <laughs> oh, I want that. That's yeah, great. that'd be hilarious. But will he talk? He has talked before. He has. Mm. <laughs> I'm Wiley Coyote. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. What about you, cool. Kendall? Are you a genius? <laughs> no. Definitely not. Yes, you are. Yeah. Oh, God. You're Kanye <laughs> West genius. Oh, don't. No. Okay. Are you a gay no, no, no. fish? She is a Marvel genius. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> a marvelous genius. Oh. Exactly. Okay. Space Jam. Space Jam. Um, Welcome here's your to chance the to do the dance at the Space Jam. All right. Uh all right. A new legacy will be in theaters uh, on the fifteenth of July. So not too far away now, which is coming exciting. Mm. Mm. Speaking of things coming out in July, we, as part of uh, Net- Netflix's um, Geeked Week, uh, got our first look at a few things. But the main thing that caught our attention was, of course, the first teaser for Masters of the Universe Revelation. Um, which was just fantastic. I don't know whose decision it was to have holding out for a hero as the theme. Yes. Like playing. <laughs> but man, that was a great choice. Campy <laughs> as hell, but loved it. Perfect. Yep. Like, um, like for someone who, like we've said it before on the show, someone for someone like us who hasn't really partaken in the, uh, the original series from the 80s, this was really doing a great job up front of um, selling this as a sequel series, selling that same aesthetic and that same vibe, the nostalgia. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of He-Man fans that lost their minds over this trailer. Um, It looks awesome. I love the style of animation. The colours are so beautiful and so bright. Um, And uh, and yeah, it was just really cool to hear Mark Hamill as Skeletor finally. So um, (laughs) yeah, definitely got a kick out of that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, really looking forward to delving into this uh, series when part one of it drops uh, very, very soon. But yeah, it looks it looks awesome. Um, Fulia, what, what did you think? Kevin has the power to make me <laughs> smile through a trailer of a series that I have not seen ever. I From start to finish, I was just smiling the whole way through. I am so looking forward to this and yeah. hopefully it'll spark my interest into maybe going back and watching the old series just to get a more of a backstory on it. But my goodness, that trailer definitely hyped it up so well, <laughs> especially with that song. Uh, I, yeah, just, I'm excited. I am really excited to see this. It's, it's another, it's a different style of animation that I haven't seen. So this cartoon series is going to be a lot of fun. I can already see it. And my gosh, Mark Hamill as Skeletor. Like, come on. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. Very, very cool. Very, very, very cool. Yeah. Um, Mike, uh, what, did, what did you think of this first teaser? Well, you, you sort of hyped it up really, really well. And I can just say, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's actually very, very impressive. 
Like um Yeah. Like the animation style is is awesome. Um it I think it's probably the same art house that actually does the um Netflix's uh, Castlevania which I've been meaning to watch as well because I don't know anything about Castlevania. I know it's a t- I know it's a, it was originally a game and, and and all that and yeah. And but yeah, I'll definitely be watching this one first because yeah, it looks really really cool and it's an IP that you are sort of aware of it. It's it's definitely in the zeitgeist of everyone. Um and yeah, and I can't wait for uh, listening to Jason Mewes do do his rendition of Stinkor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, the action figure that uh, stinks. Yeah, you, you, you bought you bought like the action figure of Stink Stinkor and and you scratch it and he smells and he smells like really. Yeah. Wow. Oh wow. I, I just I just know if, I just, I just know from that. And also the um, the, there's a uh, the toys that made us did a, a thing about about the thing and they yeah said, well they this did. is like one of the first um, toys that deliberately stank. So, <laughs> that would be cool. Wow. Nice. Awesome. Very very cool. All right. Well, Masters of the Universe Revelation, uh, part one. Will be dropping on Netflix on the twenty third of July. It'll be Yay! A on week you. before my birthday. <laughs> yes. Happy yes. birthday, I guess. Early birthday <laughs> present. Yeah. <laughs> Thank that's you, Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm getting you for, Leah. Um, Masters of the Universe. <laughs> You're not giving it to me. Netflix is. <laughs> I'm part of Netflix. I I got a I, I got a deal with them, uh, an eight part documentary series about um, coat hangers. They're just dying for content. And our third and final trailer for this week. Speaking of content, uh, speaking of content, uh, switching gears completely from our last two trailers. Uh, this is one of the many trailers from our uh, week off that we missed. Um, so we're going to talk about it now. Um, and that is for an upcoming Hugh Jackman film called Reminiscence. Um, this, this, is, uh, this is cool. I'm, I'm kind of excited to, to check this out. I don't know if it's going to be a great film, though. I feel like the concept is cool. It's relatable. I mean... We, we've been talking about nostalgia with both our previous two trailers, and here is literally a movie where you can go back and relive events uh, of your past um, and ref- making references to nostalgia being addictive and all of that stuff. So it's And is quite... it good for you or not? Yeah, yeah it's quite uh, yeah, uh, uh, coincidental um, that we'd be talking about this at the same time as the other trailers. Um but yeah, so I love the concept. I love the idea. Uh, it, it visually looks really, really cool. Um, it's got a fantastic cast, of course. Um, nice to see a little Greatest Showman reunion with Hugh Jackman and Rebecca Ferguson um, mm-hmm. together again. Uh, so that's really cool. Um, and this film, I, I want to mention, is uh, written and directed by Lisa Joy, um, who is a uh, co-creator of Westworld. 
Um, and if anyone's wondering why this, and I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, this trailer reminded me of like a cross between Memento and Inception. Um, well, Lisa Joy is uh, <laughs> married to Christopher Nolan's brother, Jonathan, uh, whom also co-created Westworld. So um, it's, all in, it's all in the family. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the family. But it really kind of gave me that vibe because of, you know, uh, the, he's trying to, like, we get a good grasp of what the story is. He's trying to figure out, like, his wife's gone missing. Uh, he's trying to figure out how uh, to get her back, how to find her, and he's using this technology to do it. And it just kind of, yeah, seemed to just be a collision of Memento and Inception in terms of uh, concept and idea. But um, but yeah, it looks really, really cool. And it's set in the future. And yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I think um, I'm very curious to check this one out. And I hope it's good. I really do. Because, uh, um, yeah, I think it could go either way, honestly. But, um, but yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get the best um, of everyone involved in this project. So, Fulia, um, what are your thoughts on this trailer for Reminiscence? I have to admit, you you did pretty much hit the nail on the head when you said that it reminded you of of Inception. I haven't seen Memento, so I can't say anything for that. But it does kind of remind me of Inception as well. Like the fact that he's going into this kind of like dream state, but it's not dreaming it's going into his memories um and the fact that he's going into this i suppose like this tub with water in it wearing a headgear of sorts reminded me of a series called stitcher and that that has it's uh, that has a similar sort of concept that was a sci-fi series um that got abruptly cancelled after its i think second or third season um and it was essentially the person that was going into a uh per- like person that was killed or murdered into that person's memory to find out how they got killed and sort of piecing together the memories from the the last few hours of you know before they passed away um so it kind of reminded me of that as well and that like i am really really intrigued to watch this and the fact that Hugh Jackman is also um part of it I'm like yeah okay sign me up I'm I am really interested to see this nice awesome awesome Mike um what do you what are your thoughts um I cannot think of Hugh Jackman topless in a bathtub without thinking Wolverine yeah I know right <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Hugh, it's time to get out of the bath. (laughs) (laughs) Him and his claws, snickety, snickety, snick. Um, Yeah, it's a very interesting concept, and it's definitely a cool cool way of going through it as well, like trying to discover what happens to your spouse, like through the medium of uh, recollection, and a machine that actually helps as well. So it's very scientific as well. Um, uh, I've been watching reruns of Rick and Morty. Um, and uh, because the new season comes out this year, I want to refresh. And I also want to have a laugh as well. And I'm and I'm also missing uh, Solar Opposites as well, which is also a good show from, the, uh, from Justin Roiland. And I just want to play these... 
Because this is what remi- this is the reason why this sort of reminded me of Rick and Morty. Those stories and more after this break. Sixty iterations off the central finite curve. There's a Rick that works more with wood than polarity plating. His name is Simple Rick, but he's no dummy. He realized long ago that the greatest thing he'd ever create was his daughter. I love daddy! We captured that moment. We run it on a loop through Simple Rick's mind. And the chemical that makes his brain secrete goes into every Simple Rick's Simple Wafer's wafer cookie. Come home to the impossible flavor of your own completion. Come home to Simple Rick's. There's a Rick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my god! <laughs> when I was seeing wow, that, well I was done. like, this "Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty." Why? <laughs> I, love, I love that. Fully, Fully, and I were like, "Inception, Inception," and Mike's like, "No, Rick and, Rick and Morty." Morty. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a toxic fan, and everything's Rick and Morty. You got to be very, very intelligent to get Rick and Morty. <laughs> Remember that meme, and then, and then they and then they decided to say, "No, you're stupid. This is a stupid show. If you're reading so much into this show, you're stupid." Yeah, uh, and that's the reason why I love Rick and Morty. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So right. that little tidbit, and I hope it uh, performs well love on it. on this because I was uh, releasing it on my phone into the microphone, and hopefully it sounds okay. I guess. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Nice. Um, if not, go look up the sim- simple Rick uh, skit. <laughs> Come <laughs> home oh. and eat some simple Rick. Yeah. <laughs> God. Good stuff. All right. Uh, Reminiscence uh, doesn't have an Australian release date here, but uh, just yet. But in the UK, you can check it out on the 18th of August. And in the US, you can watch it on uh, the 20th of August. So not too far for that one as well, which is pretty cool. Um, Speaking of Rick and Morty, it is time for the moment, the segment, the section, the part of the show I've definitely been waiting for. Popcorn culture. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it's weird now. What's going on? It's weird. We, we've we've arrived at popcorn culture. Uh, <laughs> and as we teased last week, of course, uh, this week's popcorn culture is going to be all about Loki. Uh, episode one, Glorious Purpose, dropped on Wednesday, the 9th of July. 9th of July. 9th of June. I'm so <laughs> frazzled. I cannot We're a month find ahead. my words. <laughs> I, I'm a month ahead. Well, Black Widow tickets just went on sale, so I'm a month ahead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yes, the episode came out this week, and uh, so we're going to share our thoughts and, and uh, excitement about it. And I did see Fulia get a little maybe confused when I mentioned speak when I said speaking of Rick and Morty. Would you <laughs> Yes. Let me explain. Right over my head. So okay, Allow me so, to Ken explain. Kendall explain. <laughs> oh, oh God. Yeah, because it's one of those things that I know that most people don't. Um anyway <laughs> Hey I do it so, the sa- same thing. I'm I'm guilty as the rest of us. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to educate. I'm spreading the knowledge. Um, that's why I do a podcast. Anyway, Fulia. So uh, for those who don't know, um, Michael Waldron is the uh, showrunner slash head writer on Loki. And uh, he wrote uh, for Rick and Morty before ah, coming across okay. to do Loki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's uh, yeah, probably going to be some Rick and Morty-esque shenanigans maybe happening throughout <laughs> this uh, hey, series. Hey, the shenanigans we, we, we got in this see. episode was good. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I just... Yeah, I'm still coming down from the high of just watching the first episode because it was just, it was just awesome. Uh, it was such a great way to start the series. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It was, it was awesome. Um, really exciting to see Tom Hiddleston once again uh, play Loki, and not just Loki in general, but you know, it's 2012 Loki, so he's all power hungry you know wants to rule he's all back in that kind of mindset of you know i'm you know i'm here to take over midgard and the avengers have ruined everything and i'm entitled to this and that and you can't tell me what like he's just very he's back to being his very arrogant egotistical kind of self uh because he hasn't gone obviously through all that character development that he went through um over you know the course of 10 years uh, of MCU storytelling. So, um, but yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't just, just kind of rambling now about this. But, um, <laughs> I freaking loved it. And I, I really want to hear what you guys think. So Fulia, um, yes. do you want to, you want to start, start us off by talking about, um, some of this, like, do you have a favorite moment from the episode or, 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 um, what, what stands out to you when you think about the first episode? Look, I absolutely loved when um, Morbius, which is Owen Wilson's character. Mo- Mobius, sorry. Mobius, Morbius. Mo- yeah. Mobius, that's okay. I was close. <laughs> no, you were very close. Very close. Omega. <laughs> Wrong franchise, Omega, but yeah. <laughs> Mobius uh, meets Loki and he's fanboying about him. Um, yeah, and which is really interesting, uh, and the, and the, and he's li- and the little remote thingy that he has that he keeps playing on Loki with the with the collar around his neck. That every time Loki gets this urge to like punch him out, it's like nope, pushes him back <laughs> in like this little time loop thing. And yeah, I, I feel like that was just hilarious because later on. Uh, Loki gets to use that on one of the uh, one of the guardians, I suppose. The guards. Um, so they're called uh, they're called Minutemen. Minutemen. Um, the, there you uh, go. The or t- women. TVA agents are called min- they're called Minutemen. But this this is you're referring to uh, Hunter B fifteen. Yes. Um, so she's the <laughs> kind of the the main minute minute person, I suppose. Um, yeah, and she's all serious, like, and just yeah. does not, you know, take anyone's shit, including Loki's. No, <laughs> no. She just wants to reset him and move on with yeah, her life. pretty much. Yeah. But it's um, very, you're right, It's that scene's very good when, yeah. when Loki, get, he gets the time twister thingy. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she, she's, like, telling him to stop. And I know, just and he just, just keeps... Again. Keeps re- re- looping it, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, that looks so frustrating. 
It looks a little bit painful yes. as well. It kind of <laughs> does. Because yeah. you're yeah. forcing like, someone do it. to travel through space and time. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine that having a great feeling. But, um, mm. but yeah, it was yeah. made for some cool comedy, that's for sure. Yeah. I really, I really enjoyed that particular moment. I, I did also, I don't know how, like, the, I'm probably jumping ahead to, like, towards the ending of it, but... That's okay. Um, jump, jump around. It's totally fine. I, oh, yeah. Spoilers I, I, for this. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, we're going to spoil this, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I did enjoy the fact that uh, Mobius did show um, Loki some of the footage of where he... Like, the way he started to begin with to the point where he was removed when he actually used the Tesseract to go into a different space and time and then started showing some of his future when he finds out that his mother gets killed and it really shocks him. And then later on when he was trying to escape, ends up back in the room because he realizes this whole thing's because he initially he hadn't he thought this was all like some big scam like trying yeah, to trick yeah, him he, in some way. Yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't think he didn't any of this was seriously. real. No, yeah. and so when we get to when we get like towards the end where he's trying to get out of the place, he realizes that it's actually real. That because nothing in that particular place like has any magical power, he can't use his power there. Nor do have do nor do other like items have any effect in that place, including the tesseract, including <laughs> the infinity stones. Yeah, that was hectic. Because as I soon as he saw that, that there was a bunch yeah. of stones just sitting in a tray, and oh, what was the guy's name? That was Casey. playing Casey. Yes, the the fact Casey. that he's rolling around this tro- trolley with these infinity stones in him, and he and Loki sees these stones, and they're like, he's like, those are the infinity stones. They're like, yeah, we get a bunch of those, you know, here now and then, and it's it's like it, it absolutely blows his mind that yeah. that that's what, and the fact that he pieces it together is like, oh my god, this is real, this is absolutely real. And then he'll go back to the, he goes back to the room and he's like, I need to watch the rest of this. And so he watches the rest of his future life from his, from his actual timeline. And oh my gosh, like I I was heartbroken for him, even though I already know what happens. (laughs) Me, me too. That was, um, yeah, that was, uh, some fantastic storytelling. Um, and I've, you know, I've 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 read I've read a re- one review and I've heard from one friend who have said that um, the show the episode may have relied on using old footage to tell the story and I don't think that's a bad thing. I no. think they've done it. They here they've done it in a way that's meaningful because um, you know because Mobius is trying to get at the core of who Loki is because obviously as we find out at the end of the episode in a really cool twist that I didn't see coming is the fact that they're actually hunting another Loki variant who's going around yeah. and killing killing Minutemen it's so cool what a cool concept um Michael 
I'm mi- I'm mid rant, but you look like you want to say something. I called it. Yeah, <laughs> you did. <laughs> well done, well done. <laughs> well done, yes. Golf clap, golf clap, golf clap. Yep. Yes, brag about that. Very well done. Um, yes. So, yeah, so Loki, so sorry. Mobius is trying to find out what makes Loki tick so he can maybe figure out how to put a stop to this variant that's killing all these Minutemen. Um, and that's why he wants to keep Loki around um, and, you you know, use him to do this. Um, but, you know, he also needs him to take this whole thing seriously and stop bit trying to rule over everything and stop trying to kill people and all this stuff. And it's just... So by like I we had it we all kind of knew that from the trailers that they were going to show like he was going to get to see what happened to him had he not been removed from the timeline but the way they did it was amazing to me and I think it was amazing in general because like he just I mean yeah may, I don't know some people maybe think it was rushed I don't know because it's so much development and Loki is all of a sudden kind of already okay, shit's, shit's real, this is, I can't go back to that life now, I've got to find a new meaning, a new, a new glorious purpose, if you will, um, so it's going to be really in- interesting to see where he takes it, but I just love the fact that they, like, it was so, you're right, it was heartbreaking to watch, even though we knew what was happening and what had happened mm. to him, just to see him watch it, you know, to see him get so, because we all know, like, he can't, like, he loved his mother more than anything in the world. We knew that. And so we get to see, be reminded of that and see that again. And it's so sad that he gets to actually watch because the last time he wasn't there, he was in a prison cell. This time he actually gets to see her die. Um, and I loved his initial reaction to that of like, where is she? Where have you got her? Take me to her. That kind of thing. Like that was really good. And then the fact that when he goes back and yeah, he watches this footage and then he sees Odin accept him as an Odin son finally the one thing that he's been wanting for the longest time uh him and Thor get along again he has this redemption and then I just I freaking lost it over when like in a good way lost it over when um you're just watching Tom Hiddleston's face go from pure joy to just instant like fear and shock when he sees Thanos and like Thanos has got him essentially and I'm so glad they did I said this in my ramble video but anyway I'm saying it again this I'm so glad they didn't show the his death per se they showed Loki watching his death and that was powerful enough you heard the sound effect yeah you heard the sound and that was enough and Mm. then I didn't want to really relive that but just Hats off to Tom Hiddleston for that performance because mm. he gave it all. He gave it all in his face so beautifully and so tragically. And it was just, whew, I was in tears um, after that. Uh, it was amazing. And it was such I, such the, you know, emotional crux of the episode, the story of the episode and getting Loki to a place where he can set aside the shit that doesn't matter anymore because that's not his life. And now he can actually be of use to the TVA. Um, it was just—I thought it was beautifully done. Michael, um, what did what did you what did you think of 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 all of this kind of development? Uh, first up with Loki in episode one. Um, I really enjoyed it. And just to go go back on uh, Loki's death, um, uh, I called it as well. 
there's going to be a death in every episode of Yay, yeah, so, yeah. We'll see, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. At the moment, I'm on a hat trick with one. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> so, so, and it still counts. Still de- Loki death. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed this episode. And out of all the um, um, uh, TV shows like WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, uh, this was probably the best uh, first episode and definitely and i've said 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 it um uh ages ago that out of all the tv shows that um marvel was going to do this is probably going to be the one this is the one that i was actually more looking forward to because you know i i love science fiction and and um uh, i would be more interested in what what is to come because this is basically the the start of the multiverse of madness and I really mm-hmm. enjoy, and I really enjoyed this episode because it doesn't uh, it, it it doesn't slow down for anything, um it because essentially this episode is to establish who Loki is, um now, and also this particular Loki to have all the 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 lived experience and the knowledge of his life basically including his death so he's at the he's now he used to be the young loki from 2012 now he's the older loki uh with the live experience and he's got nothing to prove anymore like throughout his life he he had to prove himself to be odin's son he had to be he had to be proved that he was on par with with um thor as well being being like uh uh, civiling, uh, civil, 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 um, rivalry with his brother, with with his brother, Sib- sibling, sibling rivalry. Yeah, I can't speak at the moment. Sorry, um, that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. So and and um, yeah, he he has love for his mum and and his dad as well. So at the start, I was thinking this is a bit lazy because you. You're essentially going back and actually building. Uh, no, what was I thinking? I was think I was thinking it was lazy because it it was a clip show, but you get to see this character actually go through the motions, and especially with the scenes with Morbius, Morbius with 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 you know yeah Morbius Morbius and Morbius Mo- no Mor- Morpheus you know from, <laughs> Morpheus it's the Ma- it's the Matrix. And and just having those scenes between the two of them, and them just talking, I just yeah. love ca- characters just talking. Like got nothing to do yeah. with like yeah. uh, action or anything like that. It's basically them just sitting down and talking. And I'm a big sucker for dialogue, like long spiels, especially when it's to do with character development, especially with your main character. And there's also and um having him realize that there's essentially it's sort of a nihilistic approach that nothing really matters anymore because he's here he's essentially dead now he's he's got not, nothing else to prove and the scene where you you get to find out that even the infinity stones uh are bullshit uh, and you know, this is the sort of writing that you get from Rick and Morty. Like everything is bullshit, but that doesn't mean um, life is meaningless. You can make your life a- as it is, 
and having the Infinity Stone, something that we've been bu- that Marvel has been building up for over ten years, is now okay. They're in a draw now. We don't have to deal with them ever again because they're not in yeah. the universe anymore. Because <laughs> yeah, because Thanos sna- snapped them out of existence. So, what does that mean? Where do we go from here? Now we so essentially um, Marvel has done a a reboot of sorts, and this is like the start of the reboot. And now now we're getting the repercussions of that of that thing. And now we can do whatever we want, especially with a multi multi multiverse of madness, and you're know, de- dealing with. Uh, essentially, the start and how and how they're talking about the main timeline is all sacred. It's like this is the main timeline. Yeah. We got to keep it as it is, and it's very yeah. militant. It's very sinister. It's like <laughs> and that and fights for supremacy. <laughs> very big buzzword. Like we got to be we got to be like this. And then I think someone like Loki or whoever breaks it basically out of out of sheer madness of the multiverse this is the start of it and i think at the end i'm calling it now by the end of this season the complete multiverse has broken and a lot of shit's gonna happen at the end for sure easy yeah um yeah thanks for bringing that up um because yeah i i really want to talk about um how cool well, for, before I go into it, but how like how cool that that video the video is of like the your exposition of why who the TVA are, why they exist, what their purpose is, right? But I really loved how you're kind of getting the vibe throughout the episode with the TVA that like um, you know they're trying to govern one sacred timeline, like the timekeepers are trying to you know they're they're dictating how things are supposed to be. There's one timeline, that's it, and it's their way or the highway, right? Yeah. Um, and and it's the same, because I just, I'm surprised, like, I mean, I'm sure maybe in the next, like, at next episode or it'll come up later on, but, like, the fact that in this first episode, you know, earlier on when Mobius is trying to get through to Loki and Loki's still on his, like, you know, freedom is life's great lie spiel from Avengers, right? You know, um, and I fucking love that dialogue, by the way, like the, they really went back to the core of his mono, vil, villainous monologuing from Avengers 1. And I thought it, they nailed it. Um, but the fact that he's talking about, you know, he wanted, he wants to rule to rid them of free will in order, you know, in order to be their savior or whatever it is, you know. And so the TVA are doing the same. They've taken away free will. And Loki comes up against that so hard. He's like, but my life is my own. It's what I make of it. Mm. You cannot you cannot tell me what I can and cannot do with my life. And you're trying to tell me now that it's been designed to be this way and no other way. So I really hope they kind of explore that conflict between Loki's original beliefs and what the TVA are trying to do. Because that's really fascinating, I think. I think they will. Um, I, I think yeah. they will. Because I think this is sort of setting up as like... Um, uh, someone, especially like Loki, rejecting destiny. It's like, well, I've yeah, seen seen yeah. what happens at the end, so I want to do something else because you know I don't want to be dictated by a particular timeline. Can I go to a different timeline? And I think think the reason why, uh, that um this variant Loki that uh 
Morbius is is going going after. I think this is pr- probably going to be Lady Loki, maybe because it's going to yeah, be because di- th- there's different variants of Loki that we're going to be introduced to yeah. this, and it's going to be very interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, like the different sorts of Lokis as well. Yeah, so there's going to be lots of Lokis. Yeah, I think the the main villain. Um, I put villain in qu- question marks, as in uh, the flag smashers villain. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Where it could be, it it could be like a form of um, form like like the flag smashers. It's like okay, uh, it, it's yeah. Sorry, I'm just sort of losing my trailer for. But it's sort of a no, fi- no. Fight I get what you're trying to say. It's sort of like a fight against um, uh, like the supremacy of a timeline, which. And yeah, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think that's the sort of choices that um, this TV show is probably going to make. But who yeah, knows? well, who knows? Well, I thought it was really cool that, um, like, I, I I really loved the the educational video narrated by Miss Minutes. Um, I love Tara voice- Strong. Tara Strong, right? How cool! That How is cool. awesome. Yeah, so cool. I didn't even know she was in this. So that's, yeah, super <laughs> exciting. Um, but yeah, I love that video. The whole, like her, the kind of like Dolly Parton accent she's putting on is great. Um, and just the animation style. It felt very like Jetsons kind of I thought of so too. <laughs> yeah. Rocky it was and cool, Bullwinkle right? sort of stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like 60s, 60s uh, animated sci-fi stuff and it, it looked awesome. And it was so... Like to hear to hear her say the word she literally says multi multiverse and then madness like two words later like I can't remember the sentence but she says multiverse of madness essentially in this setup talking about how you know a nexus event and that you know we've heard the word nexus already uh, mm. this year um, so nexus events create alternate timelines and uh, yeah and then so we don't want that happening because there was a War of the Multiverses, which is a reference to Secret Wars um, in the comics, um, apparently, which is exciting. Um, but yeah, you're totally right, Mike. This show is going to lead directly into Doctor Strange too, like directly. Mm. Uh, like, I don't know if Loki's going to be in it in any sense, but it is. it combined with WandaVision is going to set it up completely um yeah. get us ready to go um Fulia, what did you what did you think of the little uh educational video considering you love animation so much i thought you might might have got got a kick out of it <laughs> i did i did i uh like you thought it was kind of very jetson-esque um type of animation uh it was it made me giggle <laughs> when i was watching it um, and the little cutbacks to to Loki when he was watching that video it was really funny too um and then you know just seeing he's just looking so confused and his and this this educational thing is giving him all the information um and oh my gosh like yeah it it, it definitely explained um a lot of things to come I suppose um the whole idea of if you veer off to a different timeline then you know bad things are going to happen and all that sort of stuff and uh that you get reset and, and then all that sort of stuff and and you know the especially at that entrance point 
where you know it was it wasn't just Loki that was in the lobby it was another person that was also there and that person didn't take a ticket he just kept on going and then yeah because he was a douchebag yeah and then ends up getting phased out in some way (laughs) reset I suppose (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, I guess that's him getting i feel like i i took that as he that's him getting reset without like because i feel like you need a ticket to get into the courtroom to get a chance to explain yourself yeah um and so they because you didn't have a ticket they were just like oh we're just gonna reset you because you're you know you don't have a ticket so yeah exactly and as soon as loki sees like he's like oh I'm going to get a ticket. <laughs> yeah. The panic on his face. Like, holy shit. I know. I got yeah. my ticket. He's like, I have my ticket. Yeah. I love how he held it up. Like. <laughs> it was good. Um, a, a lot of Loki's reactions to the TVA in just initially were, were quite good. Um, like just, yeah, I loved, um, well, even just in the first scene of this, of the show, when he, immediately is like greeted by those Mongolians and he has to, he feels that he has to get up on top of a mound of rocks and grandstand and be, I am Loki of Asgard. All of that. (laughs) That was very funny. But then, yeah, his reaction to Hunter B-15 coming through and saying you're under arrest for violating the sacred timeline. And he's like, what the hell is going on? Um, And then when he gets to the TVA and he starts getting screened uh, or like, you know, signed in or whatever. And, you know, he's, he doesn't want his outfit to be taken away from him and then the, he, it gets it gets removed for him and I was like yep that's a thing that just happened um, can I just say and, that yeah, is a it was bu- just great yeah can I just say say um the um sort of uh the crime that's a bunch of bullshit <laughs> how do you know how do you know if you're making a nexus point? Yeah, you're right. Cause yeah, because in the video, how could you know? Yeah, because in the video it says it could could be your your it could be like this big thing of like starting war, or you were just late to work. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how can you consciously make a decision? Is like you know what? I'm gonna create an an alternative timeline. Yeah, yeah. I call and... bullshit on that. So I'm on I'm on the side yeah. of who's going to break the universe. <laughs> and at this point well, it could be Wanda it could be Loki who knows or a bit of both who knows a bit of both yeah but it's um oh crap I had a thought now it's gone the elevator uh, <laughs> well bef- before I was going to talk about that and then Mike said something and now I want to say something on what Mike just said and I've already forgotten what Mike just said how Loki got um, um arrested yes okay the courtroom scene, I really enjoyed that Loki immediately, like, you know, how, like, uh, he's referred to as having, like, you know, this silver tongue, like, he can just talk his way out of any situation, be very charming and all of that stuff. Like, I just loved how he was straight away, like, well, I suspect the Avengers are to blame for this. <laughs> um, and then he just immediately, real like, knew that they used time travel to, f- to fix something because he smelt two Tony Starks. And that was a lovely reference to the Axe body spray gag from Endgame that was just (laughs) gold. Um, But I love the way he, like, he rationally and logically explained, like, well, 
you know, they came back, they did this thing that resulted in me doing this other thing that you have arrested me for. So what the hell? You should go arrest them. Um, and then, you know, the judge, um, uh, Ravonna Renslayer, um, who's really cool, she just, yeah, is just like, well, no, that was supposed to happen. This was not supposed to happen. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So which is it's a bunch what, of bullshit. I, 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 yeah. Which is because, like, the amount of, like, memes I've seen kind of come up about, like, you know, the TVA wanting to maybe now arrest, like, Captain America for going back and living out a life with Peggy and stuff. And, um, and then there... even Loki himself. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, but there there is a like a scene that someone uh, that a lot of people are saying is like, is that Peggy Carter getting arrested? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the background, there's a woman in one scene when uh, when Loki gets out, um, like he has the time twister thing, and he's used it to go back to the 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 foyer, if you were uh, if you want to say it, it's the foyer where he first came in, and in the background a woman comes through with a Minuteman and it looks like Peggy Carter. Or at least she's dressed in like a 1940s outfit with her hair done like the same color and everything. And the internet's kind of going, oh shit, it's Peggy. But um, yeah, I, don't, I feel like it's probably just a throwaway Easter egg. Yeah. I don't know if it actually Or it's would unintentional. Uh, very unintentional. Very unintentional. Yes. Um, and even yeah, if... The, you know... Yeah, even if it was true. Why is she getting arrested? Surely it should be fucking Steve. <laughs> yeah, literally. Literally. So fucking TVA that's is also bullshit, man. Arresting very, the wrong yeah, people. Very... Well, that's the, other, that's the other thing. I think that maybe while they're kind of trying to say and set up that uh, this other Loki variant, whether it's Lady Loki or not, is the villain of the show... I feel like the TVA might end up being the villain of the show, just like how um, Sword were kind of the villains, or at least Director Douchebag was in WandaVision, um, you know, because I, I kind of feel like there might be something more to the Timekeepers crapping on about their one sacred timeline sort of thing. Like, you know, do it our way or else, and like the whole the whole vibe of the TVA is very just antagonistic so i don't know i think it's obi-wan we'll kenobi <laughs> certain point of view because i can yeah, see a certain point of view true like i can see the benefits of actually having one keep keeping an order of one timeline because well they said it was like a complete shit show like before of having like fights everywhere it was just a big big fucking mess and it looked like we're heading towards a bit an even bigger mess and I can see the benefits of that because they're bureaucratic assholes and they can only see one thing in front of their face. And I don't know, Morbius probably has something behind him. I don't know, sinister. Mm. I don't think so. I don't. Yeah. I mean, you could be right. You could be right, but I'm not getting that vibe from him. Yeah. I feel like he's. It's going to be that one of like he's the good guy working for a bad organization that just yeah. doesn't know it yet. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, back to the screening thing. Um, yeah, I really liked how, like, this is one of the examples where we got different takes of the scene than what they used in the trailer. So, um, yeah, when Loki's in that 
scene where he has to sign for every single word he said. It was, it was slightly different to what we'd seen in the trailers, and it was <laughs> it was pretty it was pretty funny. And bring out another one. It was and pretty this funny. One. And sign this one too. In this one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what occurred to me to occurred to me today as well is that that cat was probably a flurkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is pretty cool. Um, but is I think that- my favorite part. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I'm thinking that's the reason why Loki was a bit afraid of it. <laughs> yeah, shocked by it because it's like, oh my god, what's a flurkin doing what the fuck here? A this this doing? can't be good. Yeah. All cats sense. in space, flurkins. All cats in space are flurkins. Um, but no, my favorite part of the whole uh, screening process was when he got to the final level and uh, he had to confirm whether or not he was a, a living, breathing human. Like more carbon based <laughs> flesh and blood life. And then form. like, well, I don't know if I'm a robot. <laughs> that was so. It was like a r- real life capture. Yeah. Really, just trying to. Are <laughs> oh, you a robot? I just, I just loved that bit where he walked up, nearly walked, went through, and was like, "But what if I am one and I don't know it yet?" And yeah. <laughs> like that it does, was just. It was very de- well done. <laughs> that definitely does remind me of Rick and Morty. Yeah, it was very Rick how do and Morty. How do I know if um if I'm not not and I've heard And the guy know. was just like just please please just go, go through. You'll be me- you'll be melted. Go through. From just the inside out. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fulia, Fulia, did you did you enjoy watching this little kind of quick sequence as he was like rushed through and reacting you know hurriedly to what was happening to him? Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh I definitely got a little bit of a giggle out of it. Um the I, I feel like the just before that where he's in the lift with the robot that changes him <laughs> like literally his clothing is like no no these are made with the most finest Asgardian leather <laughs> Don't touch Yeah it. that was great. He was so offended. It was so awesome. <laughs> The machine was trying to undress him, and he was being resilient. So, you know, fuck you. Yeah. Hold, yeah. hold still. Hold still. <laughs> and then all of his clothes were disintegrated, and yeah. he's like, what? <laughs> and then he and just got... ten years... And then after he ten gets... years in the MCU, I got a shirtless Loki. Sorry, I had to say. <laughs> and then, you like did. Adam West... He drops down into a different costume. Into a jumpsuit, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Adam West Batman. Oh my gosh, it was hilarious. I absolutely loved it. It was so good. And then just the point where he's trying to walk through the metal detector and he's like, "Mm, but I don't know if I'm a robot. (laughs) Yeah, so good. I am a robot. Yeah. (laughs) Very... Very funny. Um, I also just just to go back to the uh, the Casey stuff for a second. I really enjoyed that brief exchange of like of him going in and being like, "What's your name?" And it's like Casey. And he's like, <laughs> "Give me the Tesseract, or I'll gut you like a fish, Casey." He's like, what, "What? What's a fish? <laughs> what's a fish?" <laughs> it's like, "What do you What do you mean you don't know what a fish is?" I've spent my whole life behind the desk. <laughs> I need to know what I'm in for. If I'm going to help you, he's like pain, death, lots of pain. 
Casey. <laughs> it was very funny. Yeah. I really, I really like that. And then later on when, when he's like recounting the story to some other Minutemen and he's he's like, he threatened to turn me into a fish, whatever that is. Like, <laughs> it was so funny. I really, I really liked it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to touch on before we uh, wrap up? Yes, the um, the the flashback of uh, yes, AC Cooper. Uh, DB Cooper, yes. DB yes. Cooper, ASB. DB Cooper, yes, which is a, a very infamous uh, unsolved mystery. Uh, DB Cooper, um, and I'm just going to quickly uh, look it up Wikipedia just to make sure everyone's aware of the story. Um, so Essentially, DB. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you got it. So DB, DB. Yes, I've got it in front of me. DB Cooper. Um, we don't even know if that's his real name, but um, he was a man who hijacked a plane, um, in 1971. Um, and after a stop at Seattle Tacoma Airport, um, he uh to collect two hundred thousand dollars in ransom, which is worth. Uh, 1.28 million uh, US dollars today, uh, and four parachutes. He leapt to an uncertain fate over southwestern Washington. Um, so we basically see <laughs> in this episode of Loki, and this is a bit from the trailers as well, um, that um, yeah, that he actually was DB Cooper, and um, the reason behind it was hysterical. The fact that. <laughs> He lost a bet to Thor, so he <laughs> he had to go and pretend to be this guy just to play a trick on on humans, I guess. Um, <laughs> which was just it's just so random, but just so funny because like the guy like not that he looks like in the sketches, not like he looks like Tom Middleston, but like they did a very good job of making them look, you know, making him look similar to him. And it was just I don't know, it was just yeah. I know it was just very 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 clever. Mike, did you did you enjoy that? Um, I enjoyed it, but it was a bit of a shame that it, it was a flashback and not actually part of. Um, yeah, not part you know, of the show. Like the variant sort of thing, like Loki has to go yeah. into like undercover or anything like that. But you know, it sort of makes sure why the um, uh, the Bifrost still works because it was way back. Yeah, yeah, because there's no Bifrost anymore. So, and no Asgard anymore, really. No, none of that. Um, Folia, did you enjoy that little side gag? I did. I like. I had no idea who who was trying to portray, so I didn't have that kind of information. But it it was you know fun to see him you know flirting with the with the flight attendant. Uh, (laughs) Did did I enjoy that? I'm sure you put your plate yourself into her shoes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all we'll say on that. Yes. Yes. Keep going. And um, yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was nice to see him in a nice suit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he always looks good in a suit. He does. Um, <laughs> always. And, yeah. And then all of a sudden you see him jump out of a plane and then Bifrost catches him in midair and brings him back and the because it's a it's a flashback and it's mobius and loki actually watching that happen the fact that mobius is sitting there thinking this is my 
This is my favorite bit. This is my favorite bit. He's just like fanboying over it. He's loving it as if it was like a TV show or something. <laughs> yeah, I just love the way Owen Wilson as Mobius says, I can't believe you were D.B. Cooper, man. Like, that's, that's yeah. crazy or whatever he says. Like, that's so funny. Which makes sense because he was pretty much following Loki um, because of this, um, uh, what would you call it, bad variant going around? Trying to change, uh, change yeah. history. Yeah, I guess. So, yeah. So I'm I'm guessing he does like a back. He, he um did some intel on Loki's life and and yeah, it's caught, it's sort of a happy happy stance that uh, another variant Loki sort of drops in his lap. So yeah, yeah, which is why I think he's so eager to take advantage of what he's got in front of him and wants to prevent at all costs him from being reset. Um, yeah, so he can actually help, even though Hunter B-15 is very much against that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's cool. I, I really like, yeah, I like the stuff they're doing with Mobius as this kind of character who's just, you Interrogating know, as well. Yeah, yeah. It's it probably just, the only chance he really... would get. That's why he's trying to yeah, dig, yes, dig in deep. It's, it's like... Yeah, getting to find out his actual reason for hurting people like it just he just keeps digging at loki and be like but why why are you doing it you, you got to tell me what what is your reason behind hurting people do you enjoy it you you must enjoy it you have this smile on your face you must really enjoy it but yeah. to a point where yeah, you're gets stabbing to- this guy in the eye <laughs> and then you and then you see loki go from you know being trying trying to reason with him and telling him that he he does it because he apparently he does enjoy it to the point where he actually then turns the table around and says, no, I don't. I do it because I have to. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, it was so well written. Like those, like, it's like you were saying before, Mike, like these, these dialogue heavy scenes with just these two characters, um, kind of trying to unpack, unpack the main character's psyche in a way. Um, it's just so, so well done and so well written. Like, for example, I just, I loved one of my favorite lines of the episode was probably one of the most harsh, harshest lines of the episode was when Mobius says to Loki that you were born to cause pain, suffering and death. Also, others can achieve the best versions of themselves. Um, and he says that as Loki's looking at the Avengers assembling in that yeah. beautiful circle shot that we know so well. Um, and then just the look on Loki's face is just like, Jesus Christ, like, mm. what the hell is happening? Yeah, that's fucking harsh. Um, <laughs> it was so harsh. It was so harsh. And then I really also enjoyed, of course, the um, the kind of, uh, I suppose, I don't know, I'm sure there's a term for it, but using the same line in the same episode but with different context on the times that it's said. So mm. when Loki says... Um, it's the cruel, elaborate trick conjured by the weak to inspire fear. You know, at first he's having a, using that to have a go at the TVA and their supposed illusion of this entire thing because he's not buying any of it, right? And then by the end of the episode, when he's gone through all, you know, seeing that, you know, how powerful the TVA really kind of is and then seeing his future and then he's like, you know, he's talking. It's like what you said for you, you know, he's, he's telling Mobius... I've had to kill people. I don't like doing it. I don't want to do it. I I do it because I've had to do it. And he says, you know, it's the cruel, elaborate trick, uh, in, you know, conjured by the weak to inspire fear. And he's talking about himself. Then, yeah. Um, I just 
Ah, I loved it so much. It was almost like it got to a point. It got to a point where Loki just decided, I give up. Is trying to escape. I'll tell you. Yeah. Here it is. It's kind of like, it was like, almost like a therapy session for him. It was. It was. It was. Which is so funny because like literally every Marvel show so far has kind of been like, there's been a therapy moment. And in Falcon Winter Soldier, there was literally Bucky in therapy. But yeah. like, you know, Ag- Agatha did it with, with Wanda and, you know, we saw with Bucky and then now Loki and Mobius, are, you know, Loki's going through the same thing. So we're, <laughs> yeah. we're getting to, that's what was so great about these characters getting TV shows is that we can actually go deeper into them than we would be able to if it was just a movie. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. It's so cool. And that's probably one of the reasons why I like this uh, season season so far. Um, at the start, uh, having sort of, sort of the therapy session at the start of start of the show, so then yeah. you can cut out the middleman and just go for the ride. It's yeah, it's, yeah. I like to call it the planes, trains, and automobiles thing, where <laughs> where they um, where uh, John Candy and and uh, and Steve Martin's characters. Um, basically, in the first ten minutes, they summed up each other like straight away. They don't have the sort of lull at the end, is like the the lull after the se- second um, act where where they go their separate ways because they don't like each other. Blah blah blah. They actually did that at the start, and then you're you know what these characters are, so you can just go on with the ride of everything that happens happens to them throughout throughout the um, uh, movie. And then at the yeah. end, so it's yeah, it's sort of more um, it's it's more fun to get that than yeah yeah dealing with the Definitely. Sort, sort of shit, especially in a show yeah. like, like Loki when you're dealing with something as spectacular as time travel and how to get get an audience head around that shit <laughs> <laughs> instead yeah. of having like character development like in the middle of it. Yeah, and it yeah, and I think it makes it makes a lot of sense in terms of setting up the show for the rest of the series because I think we kind of touched on it earlier, but how like Loki needs to be like Mobius needs Loki to be in a place where he can accept his situation and help him. Yeah. Um so he's therapizing him basically to get to that point of like okay, you know, this is this is everything and now you have to deal with this and now we're going to you're going to help us catch you essentially mm. um yeah yeah so it, it's cool that they got that out of the way uh first not that they were getting it out of the way but um it was a very very strong start to the show mm. so definitely yeah definitely all right i think that might do it unless there's anything else we missed i think that's pretty much it cool all right awesome um, so that was our Loki episode one glorious purpose review discussion. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, cannot wait for more Loki as it comes. The episode two will drop this Wednesday and then we'll be back next week to talk about it. Um, but until then, um, it's time to plug some stuff. Speaking of Loki and reviews and rambling, I, I of course put out my first video reviewing Loki um and uh yeah talk about that i go 
I give a bit more. There's actually some stuff I said in that that I didn't say here. So please go check that out um, if you're curious and just or just you literally want to actually watch me lose my shit because the first like two minutes of that video was just me kind of flailing about <laughs> unable to find words, um, which oh. is, you know, oh. oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's on YouTube, right? right now um give it a watch um folia you have something you'd like to mention yeah just uh going to mention this on behalf of wayne stellini our beloved wayne who is uh currently uh, a missed missed host here at the French. yes Day. yes definitely Definitely missed. He is uh currently continuing on with his uh Fred watch uh, of uh, Freddy Krueger, and it will be coming soon to all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Yes, so when Fulia says Freddy Krueger, she means that A Nightmare on Elm Street, um, the first film in that franchise. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and. Oh, no. Did Mike just. Eats his pen, yes. <laughs> That's the crunching sound that we're hearing. <laughs> oh, good, he spat it out. <laughs> the things I do for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Wayne? He ate his pen. In uh, anger. Just for you. <laughs> uh, but um, that's all we have, I think. Time to wrap it up for another week and, and that, that was, was a, was a, a podcast, podcast called called Fred. Fred remember to follow us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter for the latest Fred content if you like to listen to Fred the Alien you can find us on SoundCloud Spotify or Apple Podcasts if you like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. Woo! I've been a Campbell Richardson. I've been a Fulia Kantarmaja. And I am Loki. Because it's party time! P A R T Y. Why? Because I gotta! Michael Lister. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you, you just experienced a podcast called Fred. Remember to eat beef. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everyone. Freddy lives and Loki dies. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Take care of yourselves. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Get your vaccine. Yes. Sneeze in your elbow. (laughs) Do all the COVID safe things. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Do it all. Be safe. Don't be silly. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. And. 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 Sing. Sing. Sing.